and we're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Series 2, Episode 11 of History's Greatest Idiots, the show in which we bring you stories from the history of human cock-ups so that you can learn lessons, lessons, lessons from them and never repeat those mistakes again. But who are we kidding? Humans, we like making mistakes. And sometimes we can bitch about them off air and and keep it private between the two of us about certain platforms that won't be mentioned right now. Uh, joining me as ever <laughs> is... <laughs> you guys will learn in time, trust me. For now, we'll just keep that shtum. Uh, for now, uh, joining me as ever is Derek. Derek, how are you doing, my man? I am doing great. It That's is a good fantastic start to a little bit of time off for me. Oh, so. yeah. You've got a whole vacation now. What have you got lined up for that? Nothing. <laughs> just like i'm supposed to oh yeah that's like i i feel like and it's it's something i used to joke about as like uh, a teenager like whenever my parents would book holidays they were like oh we're gonna book a place with like a really nice pool and really nice spa service and i'm like you guys are so boring you just want to stay in the hotel and sleep and by the pool and catch the sun i want to go out i want to see the history i want to go here and go there and like now i've hit my 40s i'm like fuck that i want to sleep right <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you want to just sit around today? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Do you want to watch, watch a film and eat a bunch of food and just fall asleep yeah. three or four times during the day in nice warm weather? Yes, please. Like I, I saw um, a thing on Instagram the other day. It said, um, "Welcome to your forties." Kurt Loder is seventy-six years old. I was like, "Oh my god, he's 76? <laughs> oh, like, no, wow. don't be that old. No. Oh, dude. <laughs> I feel he so went. Old. He did uh, uh, remote. Remote control and MTV, right? That's right. Yeah, he started a uh, bunch of the new stuff. Yeah, and stuff. Good times. Yeah, he was on the ground when um, Rage Against Machine. I mean, they didn't start the riot. Really, uh, a riot broke out because they were playing a concert between the Republican and Democratic uh, events that were happening at the exact same time. They played in the parking lot in the middle, and the police just sort of charged them. Oh, um, and. Um, <laughs> Kurt Loder said, LA police worried about fans of uh, Rage Against the Machine who were armed with, uh, what was it, rocks and uh, and T-shirts uh, decided to use tear <laughs> gas and tasers to dis uh, disperse the crowd. And I was like, yeah, this guy fucking understands. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I always love Kurt Loder because while he was surrounded by all these like energetic young presenters, he was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing here? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was always like laid back, mellow kind of not really that interested in in everything but he always had this air of respectability to him now he's like dude's nearly fucking 80 yeah you know? he's 15 I, I, years younger than my grandmother i don't understand why time just won't stop damn it stay still stop speeding up for christ's sake i don't oh, want I... the lyrics from that bloody um from time by um oh jesus christ the name's oh. gone from dark side of the moon yeah, to be accurate, uh, I don't want that to be the case. I'm like, shit. The older I get, the more I realize that Pink Floyd were absolutely fucking right when they were like, "Yeah, you're just chasing the sun at this point." Oh yep. my god. Um, so yeah, uh, you've got a, a nice long vacation. I am. I, am I do. So yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good stuff. Um, yeah, it will be. It's a good time of year to be off as well. I think you know, like early June. It's not quite. Yeah, it's time sun scorching. to. Time to reorganize, refresh, yeah. Uh, yeah. unwind from the fifty-five hour work weeks I was doing oh, before, and it's horrible. Go back, it? go back fresh. Focus a yeah. little bit on this fun stuff over here more. Shit, yes, always fun. 
we honestly and i, I know we've, we've been doing this for like over a year now like a year and a few months um we're like nearly 40 episodes in i'm just it's so it's something i look forward to doing not just like um the research and stuff but like hanging out with you talking about these things the response we get from people it's really lovely and just just doing the show is just it's like one of the highlights of my week so me too definitely yeah you know, I just let, I, I really lucked out. You guys won't know this process, but um, I put an advert on like um, it was like a voice a voiceover network. Um, yeah, I don't site. even think it exists anymore. I don't know if it does either, and that's where I got the work for the Monument Mythos stuff that I do. So oh. like that's where I got that, and I was like at the time I was like I was getting like bits here and there. I was like, oh, it's just another side thing, and now. Like Alex Kansas has got like nearly two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. The video has been viewed millions of times. To a, a whole bunch of horror fans, I'm James Dean and John Rockefeller, which is fucking insane. And Nixon, I know it's so crazy. <laughs> and like, and I put an advert on there, and uh, a load of people applied. And like, I heard Derek's um, audition to like be on the podcast and i was like i have to like there was no one else i was like as soon as i heard that i was like i have to work with this guy he he um he's so much better than everyone else and like immediately the humor was like my sense and like it's just been it's so it's been so good since then so thank you so much buddy the loving is gonna end and we'll get to the content soon <laughs> i swear but it was yeah. honestly it was such a I, had, I I was struggling for an idea for a podcast and then i came across this and we spoke and i was like this is gonna work this is just yeah gonna work. It, it felt really good right off the bat, and we've it been is. pretty in sync. It's it's good yeah. stuff. I think it helps that we've both got a background in radio, because like we so. understand like that kind of balance of like talking and interaction and stuff. But also like we've got similar experiences. We're about the same age. It's it's just it it yeah it makes it so much easier. Anyway, we love each other. It's it's just, um, <laughs> we've established that much. Um, Derek, please tell me about your idiot this week. I'm really interested in this person. Okay, so most of the people I talk about are usually like decent people that get off track or, you yeah. know, in some cases inadvertently cause the destruction of the <laughs> world while they're trying to do good shit. Yeah. Um, this guy's kind of like that, but I would argue yeah. that he was never really a good guy. Oh, okay. Doc. So <laughs> the man that I present to you today is credited as the pusher, if you will, or creator, or at the very least, the responsible party behind the drug thalidomide. I think oh, I said that right. Thalidomide, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck me. <laughs> so, so dark. For those of you that are out there listening right now that are like, what the fuck is thalidomide? Thalidomide. Yes. You're not alone, because I said the same thing. Mm. And I think it was a bigger deal in Europe than it was here in the States. Yes. Yeah, it certainly was in the UK. I think, like, I mean, obviously, around well, you'll get into it, but there is an entire uh, movement of people who were born as what what's become known as thalidomide babies. Yes. Um, yeah, and some of them have gone on to be incredibly influential artists, which is really cool. Um, but it was a huge news story here, like around about the time like on par with major elections with like the chernobyl thing it was considered like a massive scandal in the uk for like an entire generation of people right up to my age so yeah. worldwide it's probably one of the biggest drug scandals oh yeah that has has ever occurred Absolutely. And 
So let me give a little history on that drug before I get into the man. And because I'll be honest with you, there's not much to talk with, uh, talk about with this guy mm. until later on in life. I mean, sure. it, also, I'm not a super fan of giving a whole lot of exposure and extra time to Nazi war criminals that got away with it. <sighs> Shit. So that said, I think this might be the third time that I've talked about Nazis. Sorry about well, that. No, no, no. It's just that <laughs> we're covering idiots and assholes throughout history, and the Nazis make up a fair chunk of those. They, so. I that's what that's what I mean. It's like easy targets. So oh yeah, yeah. But like. um, anyway, so thalidomide is a medication that was used to treat, or is now used to treat, numerous types of cancer, including mm-hmm. different types of melanoma, and. Yeah. It's used to treat graft versus host disease and yeah. some skin conditions, including complica- complications from leprosy. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it, it, we should also point out, sorry, it is an incredibly useful drug for sure. Right. Now that we know what it could be used for. If, yeah, if, if you say test it for a little while before you just, but <laughs> yeah, so that said, it's a useful drug, but it was first marketed by the Kemi Grunenthal uh, company in 1957 in West Germany, where it was available over the counter. And when it was released, it was promoted for anxiety, trouble sleeping, tension, and morning sickness. Right. So heavily aimed at women, obviously entirely based on women with the the morning sickness. But anxiety, trouble sleeping. Yeah. uh, We've got to remember as well in the 50s, there was like a, through the sixties. Well, it was a bit of an epidemic of people being prescribed weird fucking drugs to treat like anxiety and trouble sleeping. Like you're anxious. Here you go. Amphetamines, you know, right. like random <laughs> shit. Like this will help you get through the mama's little helper. It'll help you get through the day. Basically you're on speed. Or, yeah. Or or meth, you, essentially. Oh, you, anxiety. Here's some opium. Yeah. Here's a bunch of opium. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, Anyway, so thalidomide's released and promoted for anxiety and and targeted at morning sickness Mm -hmm. because it was initially thought to be safe for pregnancy because they did absolutely no research or looking into it. (laughs) And that's what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Screw research. Screw R&D. Fuck that. The the concerns uh, started to come up in the 60s over birth defects that started to get traced back to it. And it was removed from the market in Europe in 1961. And thalidomide was eventually found to cause miscarriages, severe birth defects, and uh, nerve damage for mothers who've been taking the medication while pregnant. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Now, a little background on the Kemi Grunenthal uh, company. It was a German company that was relatively new to pharmacology at the time, and in a lot of the reports that I read, it was described as a place where Nazi chemists escaped after the war. So it was like a bolt hole where you just kind of plugged them in and kept them busy, sort of like NASA, but for different kind of chemists. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, one of those chemists was a man by the name of Heinrich Muchter. And he was wow. appointed to the head of discovery at Chemie Grunenthurner. At this place where the thalidomide came from. <laughs> right. Uh, he he was given this job based on his work with the German Army's antiviral research. 
That's a really nice way of saying that, by the way. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> the nicest way I think it'll ever be said, to be honest. Um, so while he was, well, his assistant was preparing for Regent's work, they isolated a byproduct that was recognized by pharmacologists as a sedative and worked some chemistry to improve uh, the compound, including adding a lot of lead. Oh, for fuck's sake. This again. Anyway, it <laughs> it showed that it, it, it didn't have any toxicity in several animals, and then so they put the drug onto the market as thalidomide in 1956 as a sedative, but never tested it, not even once, on pregnant women or people trying to conceive. It wasn't something they thought about then, I guess. That's ridiculous. Um, for nearly half a century after that, the privately owned company stayed silent and secretive about the uh, epic tragedy that it created while it was just raking in shit tons of money. Hmm. And even even before the drug came out, the wife of an employee gave birth to a baby without ears after Ooh. having taken thalidomide. But Jeez. they ignored that warning. So even though they didn't test it, they knew. Yeah, they knew. But... They said, fuck it, I'm going to aggressively market this in 46 countries with a guarantee that it can be given, uh, quote, given with complete safety to pregnant women and nursing mothers without any adverse effect on the mother or child. And Jesus quote. Christ, that's just, yeah, we're into oh, evil territory now. Yeah. And, and it was this uh, Heinrich Muchter's decision to ignore the warning and move mm -hmm. forward with the... Uh, aggressive marketing towards women for a non-toxic antidote to morning sickness. And now that we're all up to speed on that horrible drug, we'll talk more about this dude. Yes. Start at the beginning. He's born June 14th, 1914 in Germany. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably like some pre-German region or... Kurenzig? Kurenzig. Okay, yeah. Ah! That's very good. Yeah, anyway, good. Uh, so he didn't become publicly known until his uh, he became the scientific director at the Grunenthal Chemical Corp. De... Good grief. I'm stumbling <laughs> all over my letters. <laughs> um, as as is usually the case, he, he didn't become famous or there's not a lot about him. He didn't even have a biography because he wasn't born rich and famous. And to be quite honest, he was a shit. Yeah. So... Um, he built his career under his work with the Nazis, which was a fact that he never even tried to hide. And he boasted mm. that he was a surgeon major and deputy director for the Institute for Typhus and Virus Research in occupied Poland during oh, the war. That's that's dark. Jeez. So what he was doing there is he was running the Institute at Krakow and Ugh. running deadly experiments where, uh, they were coming up with a typhus vaccine. And since you can't grow typhus in a Petri dish, you they just loaded people. it into the people. And oh, God. the death figures of the inmates is how he managed the, the data to determine the effectiveness of his vaccines. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. In 1946, when the war is over, he dipped back into Poland and went on the run and kind of hid. It shook out safe he got that new job at the nazi doctor grunenthal pharmaceutical company in west germany which is like kind of interesting because 
I mean, I thought he'd... You see, when you said he, he kind of was working West Germany, I thought, oh, it's Operation Paperclip. But, oh, not exactly, no. No. He just flew under the radar enough. That's crazy, because there were Nazi hunters everywhere, right? Around this time, it was a whole industry. Might so. have been because he was a super-duper millionaire by this time. Ah, there yeah. we go. Um, shortly after taking over at that company and pushing that infamous drug out. It became mm. the second best-selling medication in Germany right mm. after Bayer aspirin. Jesus Christ, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I so, guess like, there was the, the baby boomers, weren't there? So this is the start of the baby boomer post-war generation, right? So, yeah, a lot of morning sickness going around. So that makes sense. Gee, oh, that's so dark. And, and even after he was alerted to the dangers of it, he still continued to aggressively market it. And he did everything he could to make sure that his cash cow stayed on the market, including hiding any studies or silencing as many people as he can through payoffs or whatever he needed to do. Um, but it, it, it didn't happen. In, Jan in January 1968, Muckter was put on trial along with other uh, Grunenthal employees. But the trial ended abruptly in April of 1970 with a settlement that was undisclosed. Now, Muckter never took any personal responsibility for what he did or any of the stuff that he did throughout the war. And he was oh, never charged in relation to his role in the experiments at the concentration camp or uh, criminally charged for the thalidomide scandal. He died Despite the fact in... He knew. Huh? Yeah. Despite the fact he knew everything. God. He, he knew and still like went after it. He oh. died at the age of 72 mm. in uh, Germany on May 22nd, 1987. Oof. And that's what I got for you. That it was a quick one, man. <laughs> uh, no, that was um, it's, it's really interesting. First of all, how did this guy, how was he not, a, you know, how was he not tried? And hung. He's a war criminal. I think it was because of uh, people focusing on another chemist at the time. Um, right. At uh, Bu um, the hell is the name of the Buchan? Oh yeah, the the other one of the Otto. Other what's his face? Yeah. Um, yeah. There were a lot of notorious kind of German scientists and evil doctors, uh, Mengele and such. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the vaccine research being done that way might not have been any different than what anybody else was doing at the time. No, like, you know, Tuskegee airmen, I think they were shooting them with syphilis and whatnot. Yeah. That's, that was, that was that whole thing was, I mean, there is a, a big history around this time and there's, there's still people that make the excuse. Oh, well, if it hadn't been for this, then we wouldn't have this vaccine. It's like, that is not a trade off. Humanity, Benjamin could have done it a different way. Yeah, there are other ways. Like you give humanity enough time to find a solution other than the least, the most disgusting possible way of coming up with something. It will eventually happen, right? So yeah. the idea that oh no, we had to do it this way is it, it doesn't hold any weight for me because there are always other ways that you can do it. It just needs a little bit more time, right? So, but yeah, the fact that this guy has absolutely no remorse and actually sounds a little bit proud. Yes. He's super uh, proud of his research. He like, that's the only quotes that I was able to find on him geez. was uh, how effective he was at finding the vaccines for typhus. 
Yeah. I know that um, there's an account from the Nazi war trials um, when one of the prosecutors interviews one of the Nazis who is, you know, who was a fervent Nazi. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, the prosecutor was shocked at how mundane this guy was, this this guy who was responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of, of innocent Jewish people. Um, he was surprised that he was essentially a boring bureaucrat who was just like, yeah, you know, I had to pay the mortgage. I had to, you know, I had a family that I needed to look after and this is my job. And okay, yeah, it wasn't great, but, you know, I had a job to do and I did my job. And like, he was surprised at how blase and kind of run of the mill this guy was. And it, it was that thought that evil isn't this dribbling, horrifying mass of scariness. It's actually kind of normal which is the really scary part. It's like evil is every day. It's just unrecognizable a lot of the and time. I feel like evil all starts off with good intentions. Like you're trying to do something and then yeah. it just twists. Yeah, there's a point at which you cross over and unless you've got the right people around you, you don't go back, right? So um, it's hard though because this guy doesn't... I mean, he does seem mundane. He's a chemist and stuff, but he is probably a little bit at least sociopathic because he knew the dangers of the drug and did not care, did not take any responsibility for it, just saw it as his thing, his creation, his duty, and he took pride in it as a result of that. I mean, he's a Nazi, so he's immediately <laughs> in the he's right? So there's never going to be a Nazi that scores below 80. I'm sorry, in the idiot spectrum, unless it's like unless it's someone like Oscar Schindler, who at least was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should help someone. Um, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I think I have to go 89 with this guy. Um, that's, that's not fair. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking about it now. There are a lot of people that is, have been affected by this. I might go, I might up that to 91. Um, thalidomide has had a significant effect on people. And the very fact that, it was created by a Nazi. The world should have held this guy to account before he even got the opportunity to create this drug and not, not test it properly. You know, yeah. had this been anyone else? Because another chemist would have eventually come up with this, right? That's just the way science works. I think so, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they actually bought it from um, another company, the, the basic compound oh. that they used to start it with. So, yeah, somebody would have yeah. gotten to it. Exactly. Um, I actually um, I skipped a whole big section of my uh oh yeah information here uh, the well, numbers about the babies that there was a uh, it's estimated that it affected 100,000 pregnant women causing at least 90,000 miscarriages and over 10,000 deformed babies that oh, survived so so dark yeah um jesus yeah so you're talking about um, he was involved in Dachau, so lots of deaths there. Then thal thalidomide, another bunch of deaths there. This guy has uh, blood on his hands, and he doesn't care. So I think maybe ninety-two now. Okay, it's, I'll take it's, that. It's so, it's so, it's so, so, so. He's the thing. The reason I wouldn't rate him higher is he's he's evil more than an idiot. You know, this guy oh, yeah. is is a talented chemist um and the the reason he's not rated higher is because he's not deliberately stupid he's just evil as much as i don't like using that word 
because it kind of makes whatever happens other so therefore you don't have to think about it oh don't worry about that 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 wasn't a human thing let's let's just carry on like nothing happened sort of thing. well we'll call it we'll call it uh what what it really is on the human terms is it's just so much complacency and lack of compassion yeah. that you just yeah. don't care there's there's That's no evil. empathy there <laughs> he doesn't even care. I mean, it, this is a guy who, you know, the Nazis were supposedly, you know, they talk about the motherland a lot, the, the fascists and the Nazis and stuff like that. He affected more German women than oh yeah, a lot than, than the majority of others. Like it was, like you said, it was the second most popular drug in Germany behind aspirin. So the whole love for motherland part of his Nazi fanaticism doesn't hold up to scrutiny either. So he's he's not even a, a proper Nazi. He's just it, a psychopath yep uh, yeah love for motherland none for the mother no exactly it's so fucking crazy so yeah i'm happy to go with a 92 on uh so, so remind me of his name again heinrich muchter heinrich muchter i don't know uh, the u with the dots over it how do you say oh uh, right yeah the, <laughs> it's Mula. i guess it is muchter yeah so yeah yeah heinrich muchter um gross horrible yeah that was there was always going to be a high score of that one um Mine probably less so, and a little bit more recent. I kind of kept okay. you in the dark about this one. I gave you some elements of it, and you may have guessed, but uh, this is more of a fun one, although it's kind of okay. dark still, but it's it's a lot more lighthearted than thalidomide and, and Nazi war crimes and stuff. Um, let me tell you the story, which I'm sure you're familiar with, of Jussie Smollett. Self-sabotaging hey. at its finest. <laughs> oh, here we go. Jesse Smollett, that's his full name, was born in Santa Rosa, California, the son of Joel and Janet Nee Harris Smollett. He has three brothers and two sisters. Uh, this is going to get really annoying. Jake, Jockey, Jojo, Journey, that's spelled J-U-R-N-E-E, -E, and Jazz. So that family liked um, Jay's. Especially as the parents are called Joel and Janet. Oh, so, there you that, go. That, that's, that's a lot of J's right there. It's like <laughs> Jake, Jockey, Jojo, Journey. Like, well, we've run out of J's. What else works? Jehovah? No. Uh, jazz. Perfect. <laughs> um, See, I went I straight know. with with Jackass. So yeah, yeah, that would that would have been a bit cruel on that channel. Right. I wasn't allowed uh, to name my children. Yes, yes, this is probably for the best. Um, so several, um, also a lot of his, his siblings are actors and involved in the entertainment industry. Probably not quite as famous as him, but they've made uh, impacts on like various other parts of the world. So good for them. They're also less annoying than this guy. Um, Smollett's mother is African-American and his father is Jewish. The couple first met while they were working for a civil rights organization. Um, Janet was working for political activists Huey Newton and Bobby Seale at the time. Um, not familiar with either of those two. Me um, either. No. But but now I want to listen to Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whenever you say <laughs> Huey, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, he uh, Jesse Smollett said that his father would kill you if you ever called him white. So that's, that's kind of. Wow. I mean, he said that in a jovial kind of way. That's not funny. Um, so, yeah, don't call his dad white. Um, okay. Joel Smollett's, uh, Joel Smollett, Jesse's father, was a cable splicer. So it's like kind of, I guess, like, is that like power lines? I guess something like that, maybe. May It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be something manual, like kind of. Uh, doesn't sound like an easy job. 
Yeah. Splicing. You know, whenever you hear that or like there was one like guy I knew who Yeah. Like there was one guy I knew who installed um cat's eyes in um roads. So they're like oh. the little things that come out the center of the road and reflect the lights and stuff. I was like, right. what's that like? And he was like, Man, it's fucking tough and I'm constantly scared for my life. I'm like, okay glad i don't have your job uh <laughs> um he so let's see um let's see his father was a cable splicer who had migrated from russia uh to poland and then later to america so kind of jumped all over the place really and actually it would have been we say russia it would have been the ussr yeah back, back at that point so yeah he probably did the best thing he could getting out of there at this point in time uh, his parents eventually separated when uh jesse was 15 years old it's hard to pin down the truth about um what's going on with his father because one article says his father was absent from his life for a significant portion of his childhood uh with no explanation as to why and then there's another article which says he's a devoted loving father who provided for his family so it's hard to know which is the truth but a direct quote from jesse says uh, my father was far from perfect but he was okay with changing and becoming a better man i didn't have him necessarily through all through my childhood um um that that i would have liked to have but i had him in those last few years uh, and for that i'm grateful cats in the cradle and silver spoon <laughs> i was gonna say if it's a quote from jesse i guess you probably can't believe it so go okay, with the yeah, other we'll side get to that. we'll get to that it's <laughs> fucking hard to know um so yeah the family moved to uh the elmhurst neighborhood of new york borough of queens uh when he was just two years old so they left la quite quickly actually um then they moved back to los angeles when he was about seven so it's just coast to coast at this point when he's still under hard moves old. it's a lot of movement and i mean she's she's working with like political activists so i guess like that's kind of a you know you go where the election cycle is potentially yeah, or where the movements are but like man that's quite a transient life for a, a large young family you know, oh yeah, so. who's that? Jesse, Jory, JJ, there's, Jazz, there's, there's six, Jimmy Johns, six, six, six children. Uh, yeah, uh, John Boy. No, uh, <laughs> no, there's there's six kids and two parents. So that's that's like a lot of movement for eight people, really. Especially in you know we're talking you know um, early eighties, nineties. So that's that's a lot of hard work to get people yeah. from one side of the country to the other. Not an easy move at any point. Um, so uh, well, where am I? I've lost my place again. Um, oh, my he moved, <laughs> then he moved to Los Angeles when he was about seven. Smollett graduated from Palmas Catholic High School in Palmas, New Jersey. Uh, so they've come back to New Jersey at some okay. point. Well, and this, this is so weird. Like That's what one article says and then another article where he's interviewed, it, it, it's completely contrary to that. Um, I've learned that, I mean, I've mean, learned very quickly that whatever Jesse Smollett says happened in his life, you actually, there's usually two or three different versions of what actually happened. So it's very difficult to pin down what happened. So according to one source, he graduated from Palmas Catholic High School in Palmas, New Jersey. But in an interview he gave with Out.com, um, I went to three different high schools in my senior year alone, including the L.A. area Calabasas High School. It was called Cala Blackless. Smollett remembers. That doesn't sound 
accurate. Um, yeah, okay. And later, yeah, and Malibu High, which was also predominantly white, I felt very out of place. Every day, it was almost like when you're putting on your drawers, you're putting on your armor, your under armor. Um, <laughs> he's going so. after advertising. <laughs> I know. He's like an endorsement I put on my drawers to protect myself. Uh, it's weird. He he's not very good in interviews. I'm going to give this to you right now. He says some really fucking stupid things, but he's an actor. So like a part of me is like, actors say dumb things sometimes. Maybe uh, that's like their raison d'être. Uh, he spent <laughs> he spent lunches at the library, and I dreamed of uh, and I dreamed of this that I would be able to do all the things I wanted to do. How would I navigate a world where I was told I should probably be behind the camera? because of being gay so he knew from a very young age he was gay and a lot okay. of people like you're never going to be an actor you can't be a gay actor you have to be behind the camera loads of gay directors basically horseshit so, yeah it's, it's like there's, there's loads of <laughs> loads and loads of gay actors and have been for a while they've not always been out but you know plenty of gay actors have been very successful in this world um in his last year after winning the lead in a production of uh damn yankees he lost it People were uncomfortable that I would be kissing this white girl, he says. It was the year 2000. After that, I left the school because why subject myself to that bullshit? Um, but apparently he graduated. So I don't I. What's the truth, Jesse? Mail order? Strange relationship. Yeah, mail. Yeah, he, gives, he got his Correspondence. <laughs> yeah, maybe he went to night school. Who knows? summer school when he was 19 uh smollett told his parents he was gay which uh you know that would have been a bit a pretty you know difficult thing in 2001 not just telling your parents i mean obviously his parents are like civil rights activists and like they're, they're very kind of liberal in their approach right. to life so it would have been a little bit easier but this is 2001 it's still not the easiest time in the world to be gay in certain yeah. parts of the world even in like western countries the united states and stuff like that it was still stigma around it, in the early 2000s early 2000s that's still that's just right after um that one famous one in like wyoming where they yeah yeah uh was that the inspiration for uh boys don't cry or anyway uh, no that was it was still like no that was the 90s uh no there was still a lot of homophobia around yeah, um, in, the, in the early nineties, I think it's fair to say. So good for him on having the courage to come out at like a very young age, really, because not many people would have come out at such a young age back yeah. at that point in time. Uh, Smollett began his acting career as a child model in New York, and later worked as an extra on the New York set movies for uh, Mo Better Blues in 1990 and New Jack City in 1991, which is a cracking film. I honestly recommend anyone just go and watch New Jack City. It's it's not right. It's like kind of quite heavy handed at times, but it's a good film. It's a good watch. Yeah, uh, it's good. He, it is. It is. It's it's entertaining for sure. He went on to act in uh, films. He was in the Mighty Ducks. Hmm. He was apparently Wait, so. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe it was a. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't remember the Mighty Ducks. I didn't really. It was a bit too. Like I was too old for it. Nineteen ninety two would have been eleven. So it's like I'd kind of moved on. I, I was the kid that watched Aliens at eight years old. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think when it came out, I was waiting for the next Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, so. there you go. That's it. <laughs> Me too. Um, and he was also in Rob Reiner's North, which I, I don't sounds know. familiar, but I don't know that yeah. I've seen it. My memory's uh, still crap these days, anyway. 
So. I know. And like, I remember a lot of Rob Reiner's bigger work, like Spinal Tap and the American President and stuff. I don't necessarily remember his smaller scale stuff. So, but yeah. hey, he was in he was in a Rob Reiner film. So good for him. Um, and on television, he starred alongside his five real life siblings in the short lived ABC sitcom On Our Own in 1994 to 1995. Um, don't recall no, that at all. No, I don't know either. It's got, it's, it's, and typical... I watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did too. I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's a child actor who has done loads of bit parts and stuff. Maybe not like a massive success. He's been in some films, never really had that breakout Macaulay Culkin moment where he makes a shitload of money and has his parents nick it all. But, you right. know, it's like, uh, apparently that was kind of at this point, he took a break. He's like 14, 15. He's aged out of the child acting roles at this point. Uh, between 1995 and 2011, Smollett stepped away from acting to finish his schooling, start his music career, and work as a staffer at Artists for a New South Africa, which is a civil rights organization. Um, okay. Really cool. I think his parents may have got him that gig, but that's that's fine. Spent the next five years with a brutal two-hour commute on a bus, coordinating donations for auctions that raised money for the group's AIDS work. Uh, he kept making music, traveled to Europe whenever he could afford it, and eventually had uh, scored enough support for his songs that he could quit to make an album and go back to auditioning. So he's like, he's had real jobs, basically, for like a a good 14 years. Yeah, it's like he's been out of acting for 14 years at this point. So he did real shit. Um, nice. Which you would think would give him some perspective, right? Some real world experience, a bit of like, you know, when he finally does get famous, he's like, he's experienced the world a little bit so he can connect and stay grounded. And, you know. it, yeah, it seems like he would have a good, well-rounded, like he spent time in the enter entertainment yeah. and then he went out into the real world and then he Absolutely. went back and he should have been like, grounded. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the family were not well off. You know, they they struggled a lot because all of the kids were into acting and, and entertainment and stuff. So there wasn't a lot of money to go around. His dad was a cable slicer. His dad died quite young as well. So um, his dad was dead. I think it was when, when he was still maybe in his early twenties or something like that. But you know, like it's, it's, it's a tough life and you would hope that those kind of experiences would have given you a level of grounding that would make you easy to deal with. Mm. No, um, <laughs> it's not so much. So, it, not so much. In 2012, Smollett returned to acting with the leading role in Patrick Ian Polk's LGBT-themed comedy drama, The Skinny. Um, also that year, he released an EP titled The Poisoned Hearts Club. He later guest starred on The Mindy Project, which um, was, was a pretty good show. I, I enjoyed that. That was Mindy Kaling's thing after The Office. That was, that was a pretty good show. Um, and Revenge, which I don't remember, but I think I've heard the name. I remember so, the name. I don't think I watched yeah. the show. No, and like he, you probably wouldn't remember him anyway because he was like he only had bit parts, guest starred and stuff. But 2014 was his year. Smollett was cast as Jamal Leon, a gay musician struggling to gain the approval of his father, Lucius, opposite Taraji P. Henson and uh, Terence Fox in the Fox. Uh, sorry, Terence Howard in the Fox drama series Empire, which was huge. Oh, yeah. Empire yep. was fucking huge for a while. Like a lot of people I knew were talking about it. Um, oh, it it got it won all kinds of awards too, didn't it? It did. Yeah. And it was really like I mean, it was 
bombastic as fuck, right? Let's, there's, there wasn't a huge amount of subtlety in Empire, but man, it was entertaining. Like that was a, a hard show in terms of like, wow, these themes are big. You know, there's it was sweeping and it's like kind of uh, it was Shakespearean in its drama levels at times. Um, there was intrigue, there was you know fighting, and it was it was a big um, cultural thing for a, a good few years. Oh yeah, Empire. absolutely, yeah, and it, yeah. yeah, hugely popular. Yeah, and like actors like Taraj P Henson and Terrence Howard, you know, these are big names. You know, Taraj P Henson has been nominated for an Oscar. You know, th these are high-profile people to be around, and by all accounts, he was his performances were very, very good. I never really watched a huge amount of Empire. I think I maybe watched like three or four episodes. Um, and then like there was so much other stuff on that I just carried on watching that and didn't watch Empire. But apparently he was like quite popular. He made an impact. Everyone was like, oh, who's this guy? He's like, he's a talented actor. So he he um his role was hailed as groundbreaking for its positive depiction of uh black of a black gay man on television. Smollett reprised his role in subsequent seasons and directed an episode in the fourth series in 2017. So he's like really starting to get power because people don't direct episodes of their own TV show until they're like a major star. Oh like yeah. The, yeah. That's you know, it's like big deal uh, to get offered to direct an episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you look at, uh, I keep thinking of house like Hugh Laurie di directed one or two episodes and you just about anything like Seinfeld or anything like that. Eventually one of the big stars will get offered an opportunity to direct. I think, the the biggest example I can think of over the last thirty years was Star Trek: The Next Generation because, uh, what's his name, uh, who played, uh, number one? Oh God, who played oh. Riker? Um, William, whatever his name is. Um, he went on to become like an actual director as a result of directing a few episodes of Star Trek. I think he directed a couple of the films that followed as well. William nice. Frakes or something like that. So it does lead to bigger things. But also, like a lot of the time, it'll lead into producing and stuff. So, be becoming so established in the series that you can direct an episode—that's big, right? There. It is. Yeah. yeah, you would you would want to give somebody advice that was in that position. Um, don't yeah. fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. Like you, the world is your oyster now. Yeah, right? just just get a good agent. Let let the roles come in and go from there. And it was also around this time uh, that he got kind of a lot more interviews, a lot more press attention, a lot more um, stuff. And uh, going back to the Out interview, Out.com in 2016, he started to say things like, um, my Twitter bio says, I am here to help save the world. I have so much love inside that it pains me sometimes. Um, that's... Hmm. I only can feel that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like sometimes only actors and musicians say those in interviews, like because that I feel like there's less. I, he could have been talking about something else. I don't. I don't know. I'm maybe it's because I'm British. Like we don't <laughs> the big show of like affection and stuff. It's just like oh. I don't know. I I always I I approach things from a point of view of like why are you saying this? This is a bit weird. Why are you saying that? Is it because I don't know? I just. I, I don't trust that. But anyway, like he starts getting a lot of interviews, a lot of press attention. Um, right. In February 2015, Smollett confirms that he had signed a recording deal with Columbia Records and would be releasing an album in the future. Smollett co-wrote the songs I Wanna Love You and You're So Beautiful on the original soundtrack from season one of Empire, 
which obviously is focused on the world of music. So right. it's going to get a lot of attention. So to be able to write and record um, stuff like that, that's that's a big so deal. Another huge opportunity. Massive, massive way to launch your music career in, in 2015 as well. Um, in June 2015, it was announced that Smollett would be guest starring alongside his younger sister, Journey in Underground, which aired in 2016. Not familiar with that one, to be honest. Me either. Now, uh, Smollett released his debut album, Some of My Music, the greatest name, in March 2018. Some of my music, um, uh, sorry, some of my music, S-U-M. Here's some of my music. Here's some of my music, as in this is the entire sum of my music. Uh, it's an R&B album that features elements of electronic music and hip-hop. Smollett self-released it through his own label, Music of Sound. The fuck does that mean? That's his record I label. I think that's how all the music is. Yeah, sound, dude. Right? That's a, an oxymoron, I think. Um, in late 2018, Jesse Smollett's contract uh, on Empire was coming up for renewal. And he felt like he deserved, because he was now a recording artist and director and blah, 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 he felt he deserved better pay and more perks in line with his you know, major co-stars like Taraji Henson and Terrence Howard. This is where the world turns upside down for Jesse Smollett. And I'm going to start with a bunch of dates, which uh, I'll, I'll list off. Okay. On the 29th of January, 2019, Chicago police say they're investigating a suspected racist and homophobic attack of Jussie Smollett by two masked men, which happened at about 2 a.m. that morning. They say the actor was punched in the face, had an unknown chemical substance poured on him, which the media and Smollett would later claim was bleach, and a rope, ro uh, a rope wrapped around his neck, or to you know, it was supposedly a noose. So right. dark shit. Uh, yeah. Smollett tells the police that the two attackers also made reference to MAGA, make Amer America great again, the slogan often used by President Donald Trump and his supporters. He goes to a doctor, and the police uh, the police describe his condition as good, despite the fact he's been beaten up and had. Something poured on his salutations, Dean and Vice President Hagrid. Hello, we've <laughs> got a Monument Mythos fan in the chat. Hello, it's nice to see you, <laughs> Toastoid. Uh, so yeah, so Jesse Smollett, he's been attacked in the street at two o'clock in the morning by apparently white men wearing MAGA hats who tied a noose around his neck and poured a chemical substance over him. Um, do you, do you ever get that thing where sometimes someone says the lie is so intricate? it has to be a lie. You know, like when somebody says something, there's so much detail. Oh, yeah. It's like the word orgy of evidence, right? So if if you you happen to walk in and like there's a someone is like someone's dead on the floor and then there's an unconscious person next to him with a gun in their hand. They themselves are covered in blood. There's a note next to the unconscious person that says, yes, it's definitely me, the unconscious person that did this. And then a bunch of murders of them a bunch of photos of them pulling a trigger or something. It's like it's called an orgy of evidence. There's so much evidence that you should be suspicious of it because it's just too right. Too Something's detailed. weird. Something's off. <laughs> and um something about that, and especially like that neighborhood of Chicago, 2 a.m. two white guys walking around with MAGA hats, walking around with a noose and bleach. It's just yeah. That ends up you know, being like it feels really premeditated. Or what yeah. kind of people run around with masks, maga hats, and nooses? Or is that I just know. like is that coming the kit? 
Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, well, <laughs> you, you, you sign up to support Trump and all of a sudden you get a bunch of suspicious and gaffer tape. Um, <laughs> and gaffer tape. <laughs> gaffer tape and uh, directions to all the Democrats' houses. Um, so, yeah, he, um, he's got the police say that he's in a good condition. Uh, the very next day, stars including Viola Davis, Janelle Monet, and T.I. come out with messages of support from the actor. Fuck T.I. He's a horrible Rubber person. Band Man? Uh, T.I. I think that's the only song I know by T.I. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got his own problems at the moment. Google that shit. Um, his Empire co-stars, um, including Grace Byers and Naomi Campbell, also show support. So there's just like a flood of support from people at this point. And rightly so, because if this is a real thing, it's horrifying. Absolutely, right? yeah. This yeah. is a, a, a really intense, racially slash homophobic um attack in the middle of a street by people who have made it super easy to identify them right um yeah you know so crazy and it would be like if that had been true that would have been like the height of the ultra alt-right MAGA insanity right there that people are openly getting attacked on the streets you know right. we're talking like kind of crystal nacht level insanity at that point so yeah if it, if it's true if it's true well let's see yes grace byers um who's his co-star says uh, about the incident this despicable act own uh, only shamefully reveals how deeply disease uh, how deeply the diseases of hatred inequality racism and discrimination continue to course through our country's veins which is true but yeah. Uh Empire creator Lee Daniels posts an emotional video on Instagram saying, Hold your head up, Jesse. I'm with you. Not for long, you won't be. Um, comedian Steve Harvey, he actually gives a really interesting point of view. Um, this is about coming to the aid of another brother that has tasted the brutality of hatred and racism and bigotry. Those are powerful words. He's rallying people around this guy, and you know. This kind of support from all these different people, huge, high-profile people, that is huge. And it gives him a kind of a um, a certain Ego status. Boost? Yeah, it gives him a profile boost. Like, all of yeah. a sudden, this guy is front-page news across the world because of this horrific attack that's been perpetrated just when he was, like, coming out of the gym. You know, like, he can't even go about his daily business without random racist scumbags attacking him in the street or homophobic scumbags whatever it is um so he's he's his profile is huge just yep. at the time his contract's up for renewal and he has a little bit more power you know so it's perfect like perfect timing timing's incredibly suspicious um on the 31st of january 2019 smollett refuses to hand over his police his phone to police investigating the attack they wanted to confirm details including the maga references made as the actor said um, he was on the phone to his manager at the time of the attack, which I uh -huh. think is also suspicious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think they just wanted to confirm, like, if it was a phone call or if there was maybe some sort of recording. Or and um, basically, he was like, "No, you're not having my phone." And um, you know, a, a day later, the police say he's a victim. We don't treat him like a criminal. I mean, I would be reluctant to hand over my phone in a situation like this because I would be like, look, there's got to be CCTV somewhere, right? You don't need my fucking phone for that. But at the yeah. same time, like, it's slightly suspicious, right? If, that he doesn't want to hand over his phone. Yeah, if it was going to be something that could catch the people that beat my ass, poured bleach on me, and yeah. uh, 
suck, I would do everything I could to help, I suppose. Absolutely. That's a good point, actually. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, comment here. It reminds me of that guy who got made fun of uh, for his awkward dancing and the guy got invited to attend a party with a bunch of huge celebrities. Yeah, it like situations like this do invariably raise the profile of the people who are victims of this. Um, and yeah, like sometimes it's it's a good thing, you know, like Toast, Toastazoid said, you know, sometimes it leads to a good thing. This one, just the timing's coincidental and anything. Anyway, um, when he was asked why um, he wasn't going to turn over his phone, um, the, uh, they said that the, the police said they hadn't demanded his phone, but um, basically he said he had a load of private stuff on there, which for me is like it's porn. That's dick pics. Like, it's, it's reveal it's dick pics, isn't it? You know, he's like, <laughs> I don't want you seeing that shit. But you know, anyway. Uh, so the next day, the actor said he was okay. In a statement, the outpouring of love and support from my village has meant more than I will ever be able to truly put into words. He adds, I'm working with the authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. That's an uh -huh. immediately suspicious statement. Yeah, right that there. is Who says that? How do you know somebody's lying? I, I am serious as hell, totally true. Facts, yes. man. I am absolutely 100% not guilty, says the man who probably butchered his wife and her lover. Um... <laughs> Um, so Chicago police also released pictures of two people of interest that they want to speak to. And it's just like the back of their heads. So you can't really see much. doesn't appear to be red caps though, just hoods up. So right. you can't really see much really. So that's th those are the pictures like could be anyone really. Um, chief of communications officer, Anthony Googly M Googly <laughs> Googly Googly me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the chief of Googly communications, um, detectives are talking, uh, taking this development very seriously. On twenty, on the second of uh, February two thousand and nineteen, at a concert that had been planned for a long time, Jesse Smollett makes um, some more comments on the incident. I'm not fully healed yet. Um, I'm, uh, but I'm going to be. He says, reading from a piece of paper, just because there has been a lot of stuff said about me that's not. Uh, it's not absolutely true. Glancing at the balcony, he adds, I'm sure my lawyer's sitting up there saying, no, Jesse, no. He says, <laughs> above all, I fought back. Uh, and then this, he finishes the statement by saying, and this is fucking stupid, I'm the gay Tupac. Which is like, <laughs> dude, Tupac's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ain't the gay yeah. Tupac. I'm sorry. Dude, Tupac was hard. Like, yeah, that was, that was a that Tupac yeah. was gunned to death and survived a previous shooting. You are not the gay Tupac. Um, yeah. Uh, the fuck is he talking about? The 11th of February. He's already getting a big head. Isn't Shit he? went uh, too far. Uh, yeah, it's getting out of control. The 11th of February 2019, Jesse Smollett gives police a PDF file of his phone records. This That's super helpful. Thanks, dude. We'll run this through like... Um, fucking powerpoint or something yeah. um after they had originally asked him for his cell phone and he refused but the files um are redacted some bits have been covered up the police say there's no reason to suspect any wrongdoing from jesse smollett and they are not even looking at charges regarding filing a false report the 14th of february 2019 valentine's day two people of interest are arrested um and interviewed by the police but not charged and not treated as suspect they are um Ob oh, this is going to be difficult for me to say. I apologize in advance. Obadinjo, 
Um, and Abinola Osendero, brothers originally Good from Lord. Nigeria. They're called, the, thankfully for me, so that I, I can say their short names, they're called Ola and Abel. Uh, typically, that's how they're known. They're brothers originally from Nigeria. Um, there's, here's the really interesting coincidence. They had worked as extras on the Empire set, uh, sometimes oh. going to the gym <laughs> with the actor where he was assaulted. Um, yeah. There's fun fact. It's another thing in the chat here. Fun fact: Tupac's last wishes uh, was for his friends to smoke his ashes. Nice. Yes, I remember hearing about that. And what? Who was the other one? Oh, who was the? Um, oh, I go back. Wasn't to Jerry Jones. Garcia? Oh, Jerry Garcia. Yes, I was. I was thinking Hunter Thompson, who um, was fired into the stratosphere on the nice. back of a big fucking rocket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Johnny Depp wants to be drunk. He wants to be put in a vat of whiskey and drunk at his, like his decomposing oh, court. I know that's fucked. That's, that's fucking very GG Allen. Yeah, that's that's really that's a way to go. <laughs> um, so they'd worked on the Empire set and they'd gone to the gym with the actor. Um, their lawyer says some of the items seized from police uh, a police raid on their home include uh, black face masks, an Empire script, uh, phone receipts, a red hat. And bleach. So some of the aspects of this were true. Bleach, red hat, um, random empire script. That's weird. Um, did they, they actually used bleach? They did use bleach, apparently. Or at least they found a bottle of bleach. So that's not necessarily saying that, you know, I mean, they might have used a non-noxious substance, to be honest Probably with you. just enough so it would smell like yeah. they, they mixed it in water, diluted really it. water that word. shit down. Yeah, just a tiny, <laughs> just like a couple of pipette drops of bleach in there. <laughs> um, on his refusal to hand over his phone, he says, I have private pictures and videos and numbers and my private emails and private songs and private voice memos. Basically, he's got homemade porn, hasn't he? Plus, um, I called those. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I called them, but oh, never mind. Um, and speaking through tears, he says, uh, gay people should learn to fight these kind of attacks. I mean, if someone's trying to hang you in the street, yeah, fight back. It doesn't matter if you're gay or not. If someone's trying to like lynch you, fight, kick, punch, yes. scratch, get as much DNA under your fingernails as possible, bite, go feral on anyone yeah. that's trying to attack you in the street. If they don't have a gun or a knife, fight back, hurt them, break something, get as much DNA as you can. Yep. doesn't matter if you're gay or not. Go insane. They will run away. Um, if you turn into a snarling fucking beast in the yeah, middle of the night go fucking insane i guarantee you the person trying to rob you runs away if they aren't armed yeah just flip out like it's 28 days later and just start exactly. running at them on all fours zombie mad <laughs> forget all these self-defense things where like and then you push the hand up and you remove the knife just got fucking wolverine berserker mode on them and they will run <laughs> i guarantee it chicago police say they have no evidence support reports that the attack was staged. Man, they are playing their cards close to the chest here. 17th of February 2019, Chicago police say they have seen there has been some developments in the investigation a day after they released the brothers without any charge. They say they want to speak to the individual who reported the incident. Why the fuck didn't they just say they want to speak to Jesse Smollett? Um, they'll <laughs> run away as long as they don't end up on the back of a milk carton. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you... I will fucking eat your soul. Just like, yeah, people <laughs> run, will run away from you when you say that. Um, the actor's lawyer say in a statement, Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with. Come on, dude. The games hmm. are 
Yeah. Well, I like how the cops are like, we're not investigating it as a false report. Now they're yeah. doing the same shit he was Two doing. I'm late. totally not lying. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're definitely not closing in on the real perpetrator here. Um, they add it's impossible to believe that the Ondesarios could have played a role in the crime against Jesse or would falsely claim Jesse's complicity. Well, it's one or the other, mate. All right. You know, either they're lying or they did it. It's, it's just the police have got them now. Um, 20th of February 2019, three days later, Chicago police say the actor is charged with disorderly conduct and filing a false police report. Oh. Earlier in the day, a reporter in the US obtains footage appearing to show the brothers buying materials, including ski masks that had been allegedly um, worn by the people who attacked the actor. Um, okay. Yeah, that's not great. Mr. Smollett's lawyers say they will conduct a thorough investigation and, and mount an aggressive defense. I really th wish people would stop using mount a defense as like, it's a weird, it sounds wrong. Stop yeah. saying I'm going to mount a defense. It sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> then people start sussy Smollett. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the rapper 50 Cent, who had previously come out in support of Jesse Smollett, posts a picture on Instagram referencing the actor's gay Tupac comment. In the picture, he put Jesse Smollett's face on Tupac's album cover for All Eyes on Me and changed the album name to All Lies on Me. Oh, uh, good move. Look at that guy. Burn. I see what you did there, Fiddy. 50 Cent is a fucking troll online. He just <laughs> loves like, oh, did you guys hear about Ja Rule? I told you he was bad and stuff. Like he just whenever he gets an opportunity, he destroys people on the internet. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um 21st of February 2019 at a press conference, police superintendent Eddie Johnson says that Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism to promote his career. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Case yeah. closed. Really? Um, uh, yeah, so. That's the sort of stuff that, that like really gets on my nerves because yes. when you do that, it takes away from people that that shit actually happens to. Exactly. Like this is, this is going to be my ultimate point is that you give racists and homophobes and people who do not believe in equality and uh, civil rights and movements and stuff like that. You give them ammunition, and that is the worst thing you can do in this situation. You give them what about arguments, basically. Right. Mountain defense sounds weird. Ever heard someone say mount a horse? Oh, don't. Let's not go down that avenue. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, so uh, he also added that the actor did it because he was dissatisfied with his salary. I mean, yeah, basically. Police claim he also sent a racist letter to himself at a Fox studio and paid the Ondasario brothers a check for $3,500 to stage wow. the attack. That is a bit of a fucking cheapskate. Yeah. What the, what the, his contract must have sucked. Yeah, man. $3,500 to wear a MAGA hat in public. Give me, but give me 10 times that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I send myself racist letters at least once a month. Yeah, I know. It's just fun. Um, <laughs> Fox Entertainment and 20th Century Fox the makers of uh, Empire issue a statement regarding the future of Jesse Smollett on the show we understand the seriousness of this matter and respect the legal process we are evaluating the situation and we consider our, our options meanwhile somewhere Rupert Murdoch is screaming into a wall <laughs> and punching his hands through it uh, President Donald Trump tweets about the incident calling the actor's comments racist and dangerous the orange turd should really have sat this one out him calling anyone racist is fucking laughable. Oh, yeah. Um, and to say somebody's dangerous. 
Yeah, dude, yeah. you are the most dangerous man on the planet at this point. When asked about well, the alleged... Except for that Russian guy. Except for his, his best friend. When asked about the alleged attack previously, the president had said, I think that's horrible. It doesn't get worse as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it does. You could be Jeffrey Epstein's friend, but you know we won't go there either. Um, <laughs> later uh, that day in court, Judge John Fitzgerald Like says the most vile part of the incident was the use of a noose. Smollett's lawyers issue a strongly worded statement after the hearing calling it an organized law enforcement spectacle, which is absolute bullshit. They're just doing their job. Uh, yeah. The orange. Yeah, that's what Trump is. Twenty uh, second <laughs> of February two thousand and nineteen, Jesse Smollett is suspended from Empire. The TV show's executive producers release a statement saying the actor won't be in the final two episodes of the latest series. They add that the allegations against him are disturbing. That's a fucking understatement. Um, I would have 2000- wrote him off. I would have just been yeah. like, "Yeah, he was beaten to death on the show." Yeah, he he fell down an open elevator shaft. Or he was mauled to death by a jaguar, or it's just like some random avalanche like, while skiing. Avalanche while skiing. There you go. Uh, fell asleep in a field, got run over by a combine harvester. Something that there's no coming back from. You know, something really disturbing. Fell asleep in a, a field that was suddenly cemented over. Like just the, oh, there's man. no way they can be like, oh, he disappeared. Sorry, go on. Uh, reporters in the US hold, uh, get a copy um, of the check paid to the Alessandro brothers for the attack. It's dated the 23rd of January and says five week nutrition slash workout program um, and open brackets don't go, close brackets, which sounds like a shit song title, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Don't go so, to the gym? G- uh, apparently, that must have been it. Uh, he chopped himself up and suffered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the only way. Um, ABC reports that Don't Go is the name of a music video Smollett was planning to shoot, which is why he paid the brothers to get him in shape. Okay, right. I get it now. Okay, I see. It all makes sense now. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, totally real. Yeah, that's definitely not dodgy at all. 1st of March, 2019, the brothers regret getting involved. No shit. A statement from the brothers' <laughs> lawyer, Gloria Schmidt, says they have tremendous regret over their involvement in this situation. It adds, they understood how it, was, how it has impacted people across the nation, particularly minority communities, especially those who have been victims of hate crimes themselves. And that's the big problem with this situation is like I said earlier, you've given racists and homophobes a gotcha argument for just about every situation. They will use it as like, oh, Hollywood's corrupt. Hollywood's like, and they will use Jussie Smollett as an excuse for anything they don't agree with. Over um, and over and over again. Over and over again. And that's the biggest part of this. The first, uh, sorry, 13th of March, 2019, Empire Returns, the first new episode of Empire, is aired since the alleged attack. Jussie Smollett's character, Jamal Leon, Features in the episode, which is down in the ratings, according to Variety. People uh, voted with their feet or their remotes on this one. He's scheduled to appear in seven of the remaining nine episodes of the season five. Oh, my God. Uh, 14th of March, 2019, Jesse Smollett pleads not guilty. uh, Charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct and pleads not guilty. He must tell the court if he plans to leave the state of Illinois and is due back in court in mid-April. 26th of March, 2019, Jussie Smollett is cleared of all charges. 
after an emergency court hearing. All charges against Jesse Smollett are dropped. In a statement, his lawyer says he was the victim who was vilified and made to appear as a perpetrator. They add that his record has been wiped clean. Utter fucking insanity. Really? Um, yeah. But Chicago police and the city's mayor stand by the case against Jesse Smollett, claiming, uh, criticizing the latest development in a joint press conference. Superintendent Eddie Johnson says at the end of the day, it is Smollett who has committed the hoax, period. If he wanted to clear his name, the way to do that is in the court of law so that anyone could see the evidence. I stand by the facts of what we provided. Uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel says Smollett was uh, let off scot-free with no sense of accountability for the moral and ethical wrong of his actions. I couldn't understand that. I, I would imagine the reason it didn't happen uh, was there's some sort of like, maybe it's fruit of the poison tree situation. Yeah, somebody screwed the pooch. Someone evidence. looked at the evidence properly, and as a result, like you can't have this, therefore your case is basically useless. And Anyway, it gets more interesting. Uh, on the 27th of March, uh, Jesse receives more criticism from the Chicago mayor. Um, he calls the dropping of the charges a whitewash of justice and lashes out at Smollett for dragging the city's reputation through the mud. Dude, just Chicago. Don't don't get too married. <laughs> Illinois prosecutor Joe Maggots, who, who pre decided to drop the charges, tells CBS he thinks Smollett is guilty. But he explains the charges were dropped because Jesse forfeit. Here we go. Jesse forfeited a ten thousand dollar bond payment and carried out community service. That's not enough. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm torn on that. There. To get off. Yeah. Well, lots of people yeah. do it. Yeah, they do, and a lot of them pay a lot more than ten thousand dollars. Just some of them in royal circles pay millions. Uh, Jussie Smollett's lawyer, Patricia Brown uh, Holmes, says the case is closed and no public official has the right to violate her client's rights. Well, in a statement, she says, we respectfully request all government agencies involved uh, live up to the ethical tenets of their office. The case was dismissed. We should all allow Smollett to move on with his life as a free citizen. 29th of March, 2019, Jesse is ordered to pay for police overtime. Chicago police um, orders Jesse to pay $130,000 to cover the cost of police officers, including overtime worked on the case. Officers say the time spent reviewing video and physical evidence could have been spent on other investigations. I agree. In a letter like to they the would have. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's Chicago one. <laughs> Yeah, we could have been collecting backhanders. Um, they repeat <laughs> accusations that Jesse orchestrated the attack. He did. Um, 12th of April 2019, the actor is sued by the shit the shitty. No, I apologize. <laughs> the city of Chicago after Jesse Smollett refused to pay the $130,000 demand by the Chicago police. He was being sued for three times that amount. Police still want to be compensated for the manpower used to investigate this alleged assault. They still believe Jesse staged the thing. Um, the brothers, um, let's see, it's revealed that Jesse Smollett's legal team is being sued for defamation by the brothers who attacked him. Um, Whoops. <laughs> who say they continue to be accused of carrying out a racist and homophobic attack against the actor. Um, the brothers say their reputations have been damaged as a result of the claims. I mean, what reputation? Yeah. Really? You know? well, I mean, people know of them now. So, yeah, I, mean, I guess they can't get a job. So 
that that works. In, yeah, I guess so. Smollett's lawyers Mark Garagos uh, and Tina Glandian described the lawsuit as comical and ridiculous. I mean, all of this is comical and ridiculous, really, let's be honest. Twelfth uh, yeah. of February, 2020, so we're jumping ahead a little bit here. Fun fact, in the 1600s, the Dutch ate their prime minister. Nice. Sounds like something <laughs> the Dutch would do in the 1600s. <laughs> wow. Um, 12th of February 2020, um, special prosecutor Dan Webb, um, who was assigned to investigate how the case was handled, says in a statement he's going to further prosecute Jussie Smollett. The actor is charged with six counts of lying to police. 29th of November 2021, his trial begins on the opening day of the trial. Authorities allege that Smollett played the, uh, paid the Osandero brothers to carry out the attack to promote his career because he was dissatisfied with his, ca- his salary on Empire. Special prosecutor Dan Webb argues the actor had developed a special plan that would make it appear that he was a- it was uh, actually a hate crime that occurred against him by supporters of Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, that's the plan, right? We're not, we're not stupid. That seems uh, like what happened. Yeah, from the immediate report, that's that's the conclusion you would draw, and you know it didn't work out. During the trial, Smollett says the check was for a meal and workout plan for Abel. Uh, sorry, from Abel, who he says was involved in a who. Oh wait, he says who he says he was involved in a sexual relationship with before the alleged attack. Why do you need to say that? Does that help? Um, okay, that's that's just why would you include that statement? That's just wrong. Jesse, what are you I doing? Mean, You're not helping yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, I also had a pre-existing sexual relationship with one of my attackers who was like fate. Oh, so so wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> <laughs> they were African American men. Uh they were yes, well, the- Nigerian. There's Nigerian descent, so maybe and one of them may have been um, in a sexual relationship with him at but, some point in time, but they also they, trained him. But they carried out a, a racist and homophobic attack. Yeah. Falls apart a bit, doesn't it? There. Whoops. Really? Yeah, that's... Um, Close. Self-hating, I guess? Maybe. 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 Uh, I don't hmm. know. Let's see what uh, happened. So- Smollett repeatedly denies in court that he had been involved in a hoax and says he did not call the police because he did not call the police because as a black man in America I don't trust the police I'm sorry I mean that's a fair point it is but what a dick now he's okay he's jumping on the back of other scandals at this point isn't he he's jumping on the back of actual hate crimes yeah he's just wrecking shit for everybody yeah he's like ruining everything quite literally uh 9th of december 2021 jesse smollett is found guilty a jury of six men and six women reaches its decision one day after deliberation begins that's that's not a long deliberation it finds smollett guilty of five of the six counts of disorderly conduct meaning that the last one had to be uh had not been proven in court each count carries a penalty of up to three years in prison given smollett's lack of previous convictions experts have said a lighter sense of a sentence of probation is likely 11th of march 2022 sentencing and jail time three years after the hoax attack 
and first police report. Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days in jail in order to pay $145,000 in fines. His sentence includes 30 months of probation. Throughout the trial, the actor has claimed he would be the victim. Um, he would be. He had been the victim of a crime. I apologize. This is nothing that I can do here today that can come close to the damage you've already done to your own life. Judge James Lynn told Smollett during sentencing, you've turned your life upside down by your conduct and shenanigans. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's a perfect statement right there. Yeah. Um, oh, that's my phone. Um, uh, yeah. A 20, uh, March 16th, 2022, an Illinois appeals court. Oh, sorry, I should say, just as Jesse Smollett is being handcuffed and dragged away there, he claims that he's going to get murdered in prison like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Yeah, he is. Yeah, dude, you are not. You're not Did in any assassinating you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you are not. He's he's so deluded that he thinks somewhat some higher power is going to assassinate him while he's in prison. It's just. he He's. <sighs> outside of his mind at this point and i understand it you know you go into prison for 150 days a 150 days ain't that long b good behavior you're getting out and c it's jail not prison yeah so... well county jail sometimes is worse than going to prison. oh that's true yeah it's it's not i mean <laughs> the american prison system nothing is a holiday unless you're martha stewart but you know um yeah she she did easy time but oh. it, it just, uh, yeah, I, I feel like his his paranoia has got the better better of him at this point. You are not Epstein level scandal, mate. You're just an idiot. So deal right. with it. And Illinois state law, um, sorry, um, the Illinois courts of appeal in a two to one decision that Smollett should be released from jail. Um, this is five days after his sentencing. Uh, upon his posting of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars personal uh, rec recognizance bond pending the outcome of the appeal of his conviction. The court's ruling explained that Smollett was not released pending appeal. It would be unable to dispose of the instant appeal before the defendant had have served his entire sentence of incarceration. Under Illinois state law, Smollett was not required to post cash bond, but agreed to attend future hearings concerning his case as directed by the court. Smollett's attorneys also argued before the court that Smollett's health and safety would be in danger while he was incarcerated, an assertion that prosecutors disputed. And that's where we're at with this Jesse Smollett. So he got released on his own recognizance basically while he waits for appeal? Yeah, while he's waiting for appeal. It's, um, he's, I mean, he's, he's spent a lot of money on this you know not just on lawyers fees but on fines and, and paying stuff like you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point and all he has to do is just say look i fucked up i yeah. had this plan it went awry i've caused a lot of pain to a lot of people i've set back the cause of certain civil rights organizations several years as a result of my actions i apologize I will serve my 150 days in prison and hopefully I'll get out after 60 days on good behavior because, you know, good behavior, right. you know, <clears throat> county jail's full and it's, he's not going to be there for 150 days. How hard be, is it to take responsibility? Well, yeah. And then <clears throat> I, I swear there was a show on over here in the States called 60 Days In where people went uh, and purpose purposely got themselves put into jail for 60 days just to see what it was like and yeah. oh goodness yeah 
dude, if regular jackasses that want to do it to be on reality te- television can do it, you're going to be all right, dude. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> I understand he'd probably have to be in solitary for a fair chunk of that. And just because maybe... he's an asshat and somebody's going to want to punch oh, him in the just... mouth. Like, even if he wasn't Jesse Smollett, the way he's behaved, someone's punching that guy because he's an idiot. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's a difficult thing. I went for this because I actually had a, a, a politician in mind and I may cover her next time. Yes, it's a her. Um, <laughs> but um, I just, the Jesse Smollett thing was kind of on my mind because like at every stage of this, there was an opportunity for him to lessen the consequences on himself. I mean, yes, his acting career would have been over and by maintaining his innocence, he's there's a chance that he can say, look, it wasn't me. It was all bullshit. Can I have my, and you know, someone might offer him a gig, but you know, wouldn't it be better for him to just get it off his chest and just like move on with his life? You know? Yeah. I feel like if you own your mistake, it's easier to get through it. Absolutely. He's just not having any sort of ownership of it. Hey, you know what? Neither did Heinrich Muchter. No, that's, that's the big takeaway from this episode. Own your shit, because otherwise, <laughs> you know, um, it will. You will go down in history as someone who couldn't take it on the chin, couldn't move on from it. Oh, and never mind. You know, Jesse Smollett's still young. You know, he's he's younger than me. Or is he? Is older he? Than me? He's no, no. He's about my age. He's like maybe a year older than me. So he's like he's forty two. So there's still time for this guy to kind of maybe get his yeah. shit together. Maybe like just admit that he was wrong. Maybe it takes a few years for him to come back. But, you know, I, I'd like to know your score on this because he, he is no Nazi war criminal, but man, is he stupid. Yes. And because I hate the whole, uh, the screwing stuff up for other people by false yeah. reporting drives me exactly. absolutely nuts. Anytime that somebody cries wolf, yeah, it makes it less likely for people that actually need the help or had stuff happen to them to get what they need. So yeah. for that, he gets higher scores. For sure, yeah. Um, but I, I still, I, I want to... God, it's, he's so such a jackass. Mm. And it was ridiculous. Like It was so stupid. St- uh, God. Okay, I'm going to go... Mm. <laughs> Let's see. I think, a, I think a 78 would be okay. I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm giving you low scores. Just no, because no, no. <laughs> nobody really I- got hurt. No, no, nobody really. I mean, I, I mean, you could, you would say that the people around him, his family, you know, they've been affected by his stupidity far more than he was. Tupac's and, feelings yeah, were hurt that he was compared to him. <laughs> yes, Tupac heard about it from his island retreat where he's still alive, and he was like, "You are not the gay me." <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I actually don't mind the low scores because actually it's interesting for us to give perspective because as stupid as Jesse Smollett is he's no guy who invented thalidomide and affected a hundred thousand people and was also a Nazi war criminal like he is nowhere near that level he is just an absolute fucking idiot who tried a tactic of raising his profile there are a million other ways you could have done that buddy you could have done a uh, and the, imagine instead of faking something, he went out and did something good, something like, really yeah. good. You know, started a solid both. charity. Exactly, like did something so high profile, something so unique that people had to pay attention to him, and that like this guy is a beacon of hope for the community. He's got a high profile now. 
He's a good person. We want him on the show. Let's give him more money and sign him up for two or three more seasons or whatever it was. But instead, he went, I need attention. I'm going to fake a racist attack in one of the most divided times in America since the fucking Civil War. And I'm going to do it while President Trump is on you know, yeah. the throne. You think we mad. could get him on the show? He's not in jail. It's not like he's doing anything. Let's ask him. What the fuck are you thinking? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this guy and see if he's still social <laughs> media. Get in touch with his people. Like, hey, Jess, Jussie, do you want to come on and talk to you? Talk about what happened or take responsibility. Now's your chance. Give us some yeah. rub as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, Popularity through improv, right there. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, quite right. I mean, yeah, his improv was terrible, though. Let's be honest. Like, I, I think. Yeah. Speaking of improv, the oh, yeah. uh, th- there's a show on Netflix, Middle Ditch and oh, yeah. Swartz, and it's a it's an improv comedy show. Ooh, and it's um, Middle Ditch. Uh, I can't remember his first name from Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw a few and, of those. And Ben Schwartz, who was in uh, House of Lies and all kinds of other stuff, they're amazing. Right. They do this improv ca- uh, comedy thing. It's multiple episodes, but it's awesome. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. No, I need, I need I need more Netflix recommendations because I've I've caught up on Stranger Things and I've watched the I've watched uh, Kenobi now and I've watched all three episodes of The Boys that's out on Amazon Prime. So I need more yes. recommendations on stuff to watch. God, that's the streaming good. services need to stop doing that. Yeah, Don't give me three episodes and then make me wait a week. I know. One Come at a time, on, man. Especially three good episodes. Give me a <laughs> right? couple of shit ones. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's our show for this week. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this. Um, the Jesse Smollett research, I was like, really? Oh, God, I forgot that. Oh, my God, he, he said that? Oh, my God, he did that. That's so stupid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, the thalidomide thing was interesting because I didn't know that it was just this one person that created it, let, let alone a Nazi war criminal. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. And Jeez. it's weird that, like, that didn't come out when... No. They they were doing stuff, but I mean, even the the current CEO took it took them fifty years for one of them to recognize that it was a thing, and then they yeah. came out with like this statue of a deformed baby that was supposed to represent the hope of the thalidomide babies, and it's just a yeah, yeah. I actually oh. think I know the statue you're talking about. Um, that is um, I the don't sick know child. It's... I think it's called. Uh, maybe it's a different one. No. Um, so, uh, there is a, uh, thalidomide, um, artist, um, I shouldn't call her a thalidomide artist, but, um, she was born as a thalidomide baby called Alison Lapper. And she now has a statue as one of the statues on the plinth in front of the national gallery for a while. Um, she's done a really amazing things and she's done, she's now an MBE. She's a member of the British empire. She's done so much work for charity and raising awareness of the effects of, uh, thalidomide. It's, um, yeah, it's been an amazing thing. Uh, Toasterzoid, sorry to interrupt. Uh, if you're looking for shows to watch, watch, uh, have you seen hell of a boss? Maybe I'll give that a watch. That sounds, that sounds really good. Actually. I do need more shows. I'm um, intrigued. So yeah. Yeah. What service is that on? Yeah, is that on like <laughs> something that I can get in the UK? We can't get Hulu, which is really annoying. Um, yeah, oh, I can get Apple TV, but not Hulu. Um, yeah. I don't know that's depressing. Anyway, um, we've got to go because it's kind of late here in the UK, and I have work tomorrow. But oh, uh, that's, don't apologize. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we love doing this show. Um, we will see you again in a couple of weeks. So, uh, Derek, would you like to say goodbye, please? Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. 
Uh, oh, it's a YouTube web series. There we go. And we will see you again soon. Take care now, everybody. Thanks. Bye now.